0: Welcome to Healthy Aging with South Coast Health, the podcast that shows you how to live a longer and healthier life, showcasing doctors, clinicians, and patient stories. The goal of South Coast Health is to help and inspire you to navigate your health journey with knowledge, comfort, and ease. Hello, everyone. I'm Patricia Raskin, and I'm your host of Healthy Aging by South Coast Health. And today we're talking about maternity services at South Coast Health. We have two guests today. Our first guest is Christine Pereira, CNM, which stands for Certified Nurse Midwife. She came to South Coast as a labor and delivery nurse at Charlton Memorial Hospital in 2004. She's been with South Coast ever since, caring for newborns and their moms. In addition to her work as a labor and delivery RN, Christine has also served as an RN in OBGYN offices within the South Coast Health System since 2008. Christine completed her clinical training while she pursued her master's degree to become a certified nurse midwife. In 2012, she obtained her CNM certification from the University of Cincinnati, which has allowed Christine to provide an even higher level of care to her patients. Her expertise ranges from managing fertility treatments to providing prenatal care to assisting in C-sections. Welcome, Christine.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, really happy to have you. So let me ask you, first of all, what would you say are some of the myths or misconceptions about OBGYN or maternal services in general?
1: You know, that's a great question. I think maternal services within hospital settings sometimes have a bad reputation. There are some beliefs out there that doctors want to go home and have dinner with their family, so if you're not delivered by a certain hour, the baby is going to be delivered by a C-section or a vacuum just to be done with the process. And here at South Coast, that's not the case because we have 24-hour obstetrical care. There's a physician always in-house with a certified nurse midwife with them. So nobody's going home to have dinner. So whenever your baby decides they want to come, we're going to be there for you. And that could be 2 a.m. or, you know, in Sarah's case, at 8 a.m.
0: So that's how you're building the foundation foundational relationship with your patients, certainly. Do you want to add a little more to that, Christine, about your relationships with patients? And then we'll bring Sarah on who's a patient.
1: Sure. You know, the relationship with our patients doesn't always start just in the obstetrical aspect. Sometimes uh, we get those patients that start for contraception and they're not ready for a baby. So we'll be able to provide services for them like contraception care. We can also do preconception counseling. So there's a lot of things that go into thinking about having a baby um, and sometimes they'll just come and establish care with us to see if we're the right fit for them.
0: Right. Now, Sarah Dexter, you are a patient of Christine Pereira. Sarah, age 34, was born at St. Luke's Hospital in New Bedford and was raised in Wareham, Massachusetts. A professional makeup artist in the film industry and independent health insurance broker, Sarah is now a new mom to a five-month-old son, Prince, who arrived two weeks early in January of this year. Sarah's pregnancy and labor was a difficult, with constant battles with heartburn, morning sickness, and nausea. Sarah first met Christine while rotating her visits between providers in the South Coast Health OBGYN office in New Bedford and immediately felt a connection. Throughout her pregnancy, she was seen by Christine and constantly monitored and checked in to make sure that she felt heard, safe, and as comfortable as she could possibly be. When it came time to deliver, her labor and delivery was the opposite of atypical. Her water first broke at 6 a.m. with a loud pop and a gush of water. Welcome, Sarah, to the podcast. We'd like you to share your experience with us.
2: Hi. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, my labor was not very typical. It was the opposite of what everyone told me to expect. It was very fast and was over before I could even process what had happened. (laughs) So
0: can you share some more details about what happened during the labor and delivery?
2: Sure. Yeah. My water broke at 6am on the dot. I heard it loud and clear. It woke me up. It was a loud pop and then a gush of water. And I leaned over and tapped my husband on the shoulder. I said, I think my water just broke and we should probably call and kind of just let someone know what's going on. And I thought I had all this time, started counting, you know, time in between contractions. And I spoke with Christine bright and early and she said, yeah, just keep track. You know, when it gets five minutes apart, then you want to come in. And so when the contractions got closer and closer together, it was happening really fast. And I remember um, my husband saying, you know, these are getting really close, really fast. And I was like, well, you know, I think we still have time. I'm going to take a shower. (laughs) So I took a shower and then they started getting closer. And before I knew it, I was like, yeah, we should probably head over to the hospital. We're a block away. I'm sure we still have plenty of time. But by the time I was even getting into the car, I was thinking, oh, no, I'm going to have this baby in the car. <laughs> um, so <laughs> luckily, we were able to get over to the hospital in a few minutes and up to labor and delivery fairly quickly. And yeah, my son was born 40, 45 minutes later. <laughs> wow. wow. Christine, share your part of the experience when Sarah got to the
0: hospital.
1: I remember it very well because I had just started my shift that morning um, and they said that she had broken her water and that she was at home waiting. And then I got a page shortly after from Lucas and he, which is Sarah's husband. And he said, yeah, we're coming in because they're getting stronger and closer together. And I remember seeing her face as she rolled into labor and delivery. I was sitting at the nurse's station waiting and she was pretty uncomfortable
0: and you helped her through the process, of the labor.
1: Absolutely. So we brought Sarah into her room and, you know, everyone pitched in when somebody comes in an act of labor, it's like a pit crew, all the nurses, mm-hmm. the doctors, the laboratory, everybody is there ready to get the patients settled.
0: <laughs> Sarah, anything you'd like to add to that?
2: Um, Yeah, I had seen Christine before and I had told her that, you know, whatever we got to do to get this baby out, like, let's, let's do that. And she said, let's wait, let's wait another week. And I said, well, I'm manifesting you on my, my birth team. And when I rolled in the next morning, I told her, I said, I told you, (laughs) I'm really good at manifesting. Um, And she laughed. And I just can't say enough how much of a well oiled machine. It was to experience seeing all the nurses and everybody just moving. I didn't have to think about anything. I just was in my zone and I could see people moving around and everyone had a mm-hmm. job to do. And it just, it went, the whole, the whole process was so seamless. It was really incredible.
0: Wow. Quite, quite a story and a great story. Christine, what's the difference between the midwife at the birth and the nurse? I mean, you also are a nurse, but what's the difference in the role?
1: Yeah. So the nurse is there to provide support for the patient and for the provider who's doing the actual delivery. The provider, the midwife, the physician, the OBGYN, they're the ones that actually catch the baby at the end of the table. Nurses provide support to the moms, to the partners and to any coaches you have. And, you know, I appreciate all the nurses because they definitely control the room in the sense that they know what's going on. They know what is needed next. It's almost like you don't have to say anything. They know what the next step is. They can read your mind. They're like, okay, you want this next? Here it is. This is what we're going to do next. Mm-hmm. Let's move the patient this way. Or, Question. Yeah. So
0: the midwife, you delivered the baby. Correct. What's the difference between you delivering the baby and the physician, the MD, OBGYN delivering the baby?
1: There really isn't a difference. The, the OBGYN can do a vaginal delivery just like all the midwives do. The only difference is uh, in terms of a cesarean delivery, the OBGYNs do the surgery and the midwives are mm-hmm. able to assist the doctors.
0: Okay. What kind of training do midwives receive and what are the requirements to become a midwife?
1: So in the state of Massachusetts, I Personally, had you need a four-year degree, a bachelor's degree, and then you go on to a master's degree in midwifery. Hmm. So a total more or less of seven years.
0: What makes it unique, Christine?
1: Midwifery is a unique practice because I think we are able to spend lots of time with our patients. And It's not just about the pregnancy or it's not just about the baby that they're growing. It's about the patient. It's about who they were prior to the pregnancy, what their concerns are. Their past influences what the outcome of their pregnancy is going to be. Their personal experiences, what they've heard from friends and family, all those things are factors. And because we have the opportunity to to spend time with our patients, we're able to dig a little bit deeper and and not just focus in on that baby or that pregnancy, because it's not just about that baby. The baby is the bonus, right? But there's also the mom aspect and everything that comes with that.
0: And now can you tell us the difference between a midwife and a doula?
1: A uh, midwife, like I mentioned earlier, is the person who actually does the delivery. A midwife sees you throughout the pregnancy. The doula does provide services at the bedside. They help you know, with repositioning and massaging at the bedside, they do help labor support. Some of the doulas in the area also will see you through your pregnancy prior to delivery and go through things that what to expect while you're pregnant. Um, They talk about what the postpartum course is going to look like. So it all depends on the doula that you've hired.
0: So you are an adjunct to annual gynecological care. Correct. Correct not a replacement.
1: As a midwife, we see patients through all aspects of life. So we have patients as young as 12, and we follow them all the way through, you know, 70s and 80 year olds. We provide care for, um, you know, any problem issues that they might have, menstrual problems, and just in general, GYN care, annual gynecological care. So it's wonderful to have
0: a support You're like a support system for the Correct. person throughout their life in addition to their gynecological care.
1: And and it's in for the midwife, you know, we see patients, they become pregnant, they have their baby, they come in for their postpartum period. 6 weeks later they're they're off and unless they come back and we see them for their gyn care it's almost like you lost your best friend you've seen the same patient for 9 months you know you've seen them through postpartum and it's nice when they're coming back every year to have their annual pap smears and they come to do their regular routine visits with you. It's nice, and you keep that relationship right through. It just doesn't end at six weeks postpartum.
0: Right, right. So they have a whole team of support people from their gynecologist to their midwife.
1: Absolutely. They can come back and see a midwife for the annual or an OBGYN. We just don't provide obstetrical care. We do provide gynecological care.
0: Sarah, do you think it made a huge difference of the pre care that you got from Christine and her team? It, feeling the way you did when you had the the delivery so quickly, do you feel that um, there was a lot of trust built up beforehand in working Christine?
2: Absolutely. Throughout my entire prenatal journey, every appointment, I did not feel rushed. I did not feel like there was ever a dumb question. I'm sure I asked the same question five different times in five different ways. And I was always just made to feel heard and like a person, not just like a number, you know what I mean? Or like just another woman having a baby. You know, I really do felt like there was a lot of time and energy from everybody, especially Mm -hmm. Christine put into my specific situation.
0: What about after the delivery? Talk about your relationship with Christine and the services she provided for you then.
2: Um, Christine was- wonder- you're wonderful. <laughs> um, I was having a lot of trouble with my son breastfeeding, which I knew was going to be tough. We had talked about baby cafe before he came and after, and that was something that I was going to. So Sarah, just for clarification, the baby cafe is. Just to clarify, the Baby Cafe is, it's a group where you can go and have support with breastfeeding. It's a lot of other new moms, which is nice to kind of meet with other new moms and they bring their baby and you bring your baby. And um, it's nice because you have a lactation specialist there who's helping you with your breastfeeding needs. And then there's also things that you pick up from word of mouth from other moms, you know, if they are you ask a question and one mom's already gone through it, they can kind of help. It's just a place where you can go and socialize and bring your baby and and get help with breastfeeding because I think it more often than not, people think breastfeeding is really easy and natural. And I think for me, I'll say for myself, it was really difficult at the beginning. So it was just really nice to have that outlet, but I needed more one-on-one help. And Christine had me come in, sat with me, took time out of her day that she did definitely did not have, <laughs> um, but she made time for me and my son for us to go through breastfeeding and try to get him to latch and talk about different ways so that I could be successful in feeding my child.
0: Thank you. So speaking of that, Christine, talk about the educational services that you provide for expectant mothers, birthing classes, breastfeeding courses.
1: Sure. South Coast provides breastfeeding courses, childbirth classes. There are CPR classes. I always encourage the Breastfeeding classes and the childbirth classes and childcare classes, uh, but definitely breastfeeding. You know, Through labor and delivery, you'll have a midwife, you'll have your nurses, they'll support you through it and help you if you have questions as you're going along the way. Unfortunately, with breastfeeding, when the times are getting tough and milk starts to come in, that's when you're home. And I think the more education that the patients can get about breastfeeding, prior to the baby actually getting there, I think that helps with the breastfeeding success rates.
0: Is that all part of the birth plan, Christine?
1: It it definitely is part of the birth plan if that's something that the patient desires. So if they want to breastfeed, that is something that we talk about throughout their prenatal course with us throughout all the visits.
0: What are the components of the birth plan?
1: A birth plan is whatever the patient wants it to be there's lots of references online patients can decide you know what positions they like to deliver in if they prefer to do immediate skin to skin if they prefer things like delayed cord clamping just different whatever the patient wants if they want music or some aromatherapy that's playing in the background dim lights anything that that would make them the most comfortable and things that they want in their delivery. Mm-hmm. Do most
0: women, most of your patients, deliver naturally or are any of them um, anesthetized?
1: Many of them choose to get an epidural. There are patients that choose not to. And, you know, one of the things that sometimes follows the term midwife is that we don't believe in anesthesia, we don't believe in epidurals, um, but that is. Completely false. You know, it's not my birth experience, it's the patient's birth experience. So, if they desire something like if they want to labor in a tub or if they want an epidural, that's my job to facilitate those things for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Sarah, what were some of the things in your birth plan?
2: My birth plan was very specific. I wanted to have the little lighting, I wanted to have music, I wanted to labor in the tub. I did want a natural birth. I, that's exactly what I got. I didn't get anything else because there was no time, but I, I still got the birth that I'm happy with.
0: Yeah, which is great. Christine, talk about having access to water during labor, which is something Sarah mentioned and about showers and tubs. Explain that process.
1: Absolutely. So at St. Luke's, there are nine labor and delivery rooms and half of them do have a tub, but every single labor room does have a shower. So it's a private room, your own shower, your own bath. um, And half of those rooms, in addition to the shower, do have the labor tubs they use it as aquatherapy so it's just to help with pain management sometimes just being in the warm water submerged in the water helps people manage their pain with the contractions
0: having a multiple birth christine is it more challenging than delivering one child and how is that
1: multiples definitely come with some inherent difficulties depending on the type of multiple depends on their risk factors. We do take care of twins. Most types of twins we do see here at South Coast. After two babies, they typically are transferred to a tertiary care setting just because the risk does increase. We are able to see twin pregnancies here. And you can be seen by midwives. And we do a lot of collaborative efforts, collaborative work with the physicians, the Mm OBGYNs.
0: Are you seeing more twin births and multiple births than you, than you did maybe 5, 10, 15 years ago?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Modern medicine. There's a lot of infertility, infertility clinics, a lot more IVF, um, a lot more people using infertility medications, which will produce mm-hmm. multiples in a pregnancy.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you about foods. Are there any foods you recommend to be consumed during pregnancy or even afterwards? um, Is there anything we should avoid?
1: Absolutely. My biggest thing is hydration, especially in these summer months. A little bit of dehydration upsets your uterus and it doesn't matter how far along in your pregnancy you are. If it's dehydrated. If you're dehydrated, so is your uterus. And sometimes the uterus can get a little cranky uh, and give you some contractions. So hydration for me is the number one thing. As far as foods are concerned, the food pyramid, we go back to what we learned, you know, in elementary school, you need to eat from all the five food groups, fruits, vegetables, grains, protein, and dairy. If you eat from a little bit from each of the five food groups, then you're okay. Sarah,
0: what was your um, diet, your nutrition program like during pregnancy? Was it similar than it was before pregnancy or different?
2: My eating habits changed drastically during my pregnancy. I am a two cups of coffee kind of girl, and I couldn't even stomach the smell of it, let alone have any. That was for the entire length of my pregnancy. I was not eating a lot of chocolate or candies or anything like that. I didn't crave any of those. I really wanted fruits, vegetables. I ate a lot of salads, Um, really, really healthy, which as a rule, I do mostly eat healthy, but I usually like chocolate bar every once in a while because who doesn't? But I could not eat chocolate during my pregnancy yeah. Christine, do you think the, um,
0: the aversion to coffee during pregnancy was because of the high acid in the coffee? What do you think?
1: Sometimes it is the high acid. I think because pregnant women are very sensitive to smell, I think that's also another mm. cause of the aversion to coffee in pregnancy. Not everyone has a coffee aversion when they're pregnant. You know, one cup of caffeine per day is okay and safe in pregnancy. So I never tell people to stop all the coffee altogether.
0: Mm. So that, that's important.
1: Bruce from Middletown, Rhode Island, was no stranger to pain. I kept hurting my back.
2: Then I found out I have degenerative disc disease. From the age of 15 to the age of 35, I had 12 surgeries. I was in agony, and it was a three-year period where I deteriorated point that I couldn't stand up and I wanted to give up.
1: Then Bruce met with a neurosurgeon at South Coast Health. Very impressed with
2: him, his honesty, and he told me what he was going to do.
1: South Coast Health is nationally recognized for superior outcomes in spine surgery and neurosurgery. To find the right South Coast physician for you, call 844-744-5544 or go to southcoast.org. I can't tell you
2: how much of a difference it's made in my life. Not be in pain is phenomenal. Life
0: is good. (laughs) South Coast Health,
1: more than medicine.
0: Sarah, how are you doing now? Uh, How old is the baby now? And tell us about your progress.
2: We're doing great. I'm doing great. Prince is growing and he is hitting all his milestones rolling over and just being just a ray of sunshine in every single day. <laughs> and how old is he now? He is five and a half months. So he's he's growing. It's going by fast. And we want to tell our listeners that if you'd like to see a picture
0: of Mom Sarah and Baby Prince, uh, it will be in the show notes. So thank you. And talk about the support you're still getting from Christine now, Sarah.
2: I know that anytime I need Christine, I can call and she'll have me come in or she'll call me back. Um, I did have a few things that happened after still with breastfeeding um, and I had to, you know, call on her several times and, and she was always there for me. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Closing thoughts, Christine, what would you like to our listeners to, to leave our closing thoughts, Christine, what would you like to leave our listeners with today?
1: I just want the listeners to know that midwives are here. We're here to support you in any aspect of life, whether you're ready to have a baby or preparing for one. We're here for you. And we want you to know that we're listening to you. And we want to be able to provide you the things that you want.
0: Thank you so much. And, and Sarah, your closing thoughts.
2: I just couldn't be more grateful to Christine and everyone at South Coast. My Pregnancy, my labor, my postpartum journey, all of it has been really wonderful. And I can't, I can't.
0: Thank you both so much. This was a very heartwarming interview. I could feel the love and the caring through the airwaves. So thank you so much. I'm Patricia Raskin. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye for now.
1: Thank you for listening to Healthy Aging with South Coast Health. To subscribe to this podcast, visit www.southcoast.org forward slash healthy aging. While you are there, we want to hear from you. Please take the time to complete a quick survey so we can learn more about the topics for upcoming episodes that you are most interested in to live a healthy lifestyle. Thank you to our hosts, Patricia Raskin and South Coast Health. This podcast is brought to you by creative content developer Raskin Resources Productions and produced by Virtually You.